Welcome to Press Specialized English, Episode 2. My name is Preston Clark, and this class is, or this, excuse me, this podcast is for uh, all of my individual class students. This is Episode number 2. The topic for today will be traffic in Latin American cities. So this is always a fun topic to discuss. It's always uh, fun to be able to explain this in English to, to visitors, to friends, uh, co-workers in, in, that are internationally uh, located, or maybe even prospects that are visiting visiting your respective cities. So um, the idea for today is I'll, I'll go through the topics, uh, all of the categories that are generally generally discussed when we talk about traffic, traffic jams, problems with uh, city mobility, um, and then uh, I'll kind of give my opinion on it towards the end, and then I will introduce your assignment. So, as we all know, all major cities, whether it's Bogota, whether it's Mexico City, Sao Paulo, San Jose, all deal with massive congestion within the within the inner city limits and cause they all cause significant delays significant traffic jams that that are just sometimes mind-boggling and and really cause you a, a big headache <laughs> and you can lose a lot of time and in, in this world I mean nowadays we're really realizing being in the house uh, how much extra, how much additional time you have every day especially when you're not in these major city uh, traffic jams. So the first topic that uh, everybody gen gen generally talks about is the infrastructure, how the infrastructure is, is over capacity. So um, it's over capacity in the sense that they have, they have designed a street that has so much uh, mobility or so much traffic that's supposed to transit through that within an hour, within a day, within a week. Uh, and various categories of vehicles, so it can go from, uh, you know, small motorcycles to the massive 18-wheeler trucks and dump trucks that have that are, you know, very a lot of weight and cause a lot of pressure on the on the on the streets that cause wear and tear. So, um, you know, a lot of people think that uh, with the growth of the middle class, especially over the beginning of the uh, 21st century. Within, throughout Latin America, and I'm just going to focus. I'm going to talk about Colombia specifically today. How there's been just the increase of imported cars. Number one, because it, there's a general uh, desire to have a to purchase a new car, just because of trust issues with used vehicles and uh, warranty issues, etc. So there's been a huge demand within the middle class for being able to purchase cars. And especially at the beginning of the 21st century. And so a lot of people argue that there's just too many cars for the streets that have been designed, that have been constructed, and, and that are still there. Uh, the second topic is uh, you will generally, generally find a lot of people talking about maintenance and the construction. So the, the streets aren't maintained like they should, so it causes a lot of wear and tears. You find a lot of potholes, so that causes cars to swerve, causes... Uh, people to slow down where they shouldn't necessarily slow down, so that causes a accordion effect. And this is an interesting word that you should keep in mind, accordion effect. Um, and this accordion effect causes uh, 
whether you think it or not, when when a car breaks and stops to get around a pothole, that causes a that accordion effect or ripple effect with the cars behind it. So people think there's accidents. Maybe it causes an accident. And so the traffic jam begins. Um, <clears throat> the third point are accidents. So when I first came to Columbia in 2012, early 2012, I realized that when, when cars have an accident, they don't move over to the shoulder of the road. By I think by law, they actually have to stay in the spot until the until the police arrive to assess the situation, or hopefully the two can negotiate and then uh, resume their 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 journey. But uh, that law, I don't know why it's still, or people haven't decided to change it or thought it's a or think it's a bad idea or I don't know why it still exists. But uh, they don't allow for the cars to move, get out of the um, get out of the, the, the traffic lanes. So that causes a bottleneck effect. And then that accordion effect or ripple effect of, of traffic begins after the accident. So that's, that's, that is a big, uh, cause for congestion within the cities or accidents because you can't move over to a side street or you can't move over to the shoulder of a road if there's so if a lot of times within the city there's not a shoulder of the road so they can't go over to secondary streets they have to stay on the main street where the accident occurred and wait for the police and that can take a while okay the fourth uh which i already just kind of discussed a little bit are the number of cars vehicles uh obviously as as the middle class has grown, they've also purchased a, num- a lot of new cars. There's been a lot of new taxi drivers that have come in, so a lot of new taxi services. You have the, the introduction of Uber, so that's the desire for people to also purchase a car. Uh, also, with um, uh, you know, as a parallel to to the growth of the middle class, there's been a a, a great a great demand for um, cargo transportation throughout the country, from the ports, from one city to the other. And so uh, as c- companies expand, going into new cities, um, you find that you know, these, these original designs for the, uh, for the cities, for the, for the infrastructure was not designed for some of these cargo vehicles. And that's caused a big stress, not only on, on the actual pavement or the, or, or the, the streets, but it, it's a long vehicle so that they're, they're not compensating for how much space that that takes so uh you know a big 18 wheeler is like three cars so it takes a lot more space and that's another cause for congestion and my favorite is the taxis and the buses so let's just talk about Colombia here um and i'm going to reference a lot of bogota bogota medellin whatever really anywhere within the country so the taxis and buses can stop anywhere they want to drop off or pick up their passengers. So the famous are these the buses here in, in, in Latin America. They call them busetas, and that's really like they're like these little short buses. And they're very tacky, to be honest with you. They're kind of an eyesore. They do not look – they, they kind of make the, um, the city look a little ugly because they pollute a lot. But that's another story. So they can stop anywhere they want uh, and pick up and drop off their passengers. So that causes, again, that ripple effect or that accordion effect. It can cause accidents. Um, it causes frustration. Um, you know, a car that's stuck behind a bus, when it stops to drop off a customer, will try to quickly shoot to the, 
to the left or right of the the bus and, and could cause an accident and um uh, so this is a, a i think a major mm, topic that should i hope to see in the near future um you know become become better especially as a lot of the major cities are now at least committing to uh developing or bettering their 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 public transportation so we can get away from these these bus these small buses because they really are in my opinion and I'm going to get more into this in a minute are the big a big problem for congestion congestion in the major uh latin cities so you don't see this in the US you don't have those in the US you have formalized buses but they have designated places so people know and 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 they have designated places and it doesn't affect the traffic flow but these uh here in latin america just from the original designs and 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 now that there's just so many of these small buses going everywhere, that um, it it it, li- it limits the flow, the natural flow, of of the commute every day. So, it causes big problems, and and has that uh, ripple effect within the whole city. Now I didn't talk about the taxis too much because the taxis, in in my opinion, I think. There's a little bit of everything that's causing the congestion and and the issues, but I think the majority, you know, the infrastructure, the design, whenever you build a city, you can't really, it's it's easy to look back 20, 30, 40 years ago and say, oh, they designed it in an improper form or they didn't design it the best way that they should have, thinking about the future, but, you know, that's that's always a touchy subject and, and I don't like to go there because let's just say 30 or 40 years ago, that's that's the best vision, that's the best uh, research engineers that they had in the country at the time, uh, the respective countries, to build the infrastructure, the the, the, the funding, etc. Maybe there was some corruption that, that hurt the funds, so they had to just kind of work with what they had. So I think the infrastructure is pretty decent. I mean, if, you, if I look out my window right now, I live over a principal street within Bogota, Colombia, and I think it's it's actually designed as a four-lane road. It even has cycle routes. It's a four-lane road, and it, it generally should flow very well. What I find, uh, well, okay, in maintenance and construction, well, this varies by city to city. So here in Colombia, if you're in Medellin, they really do care. The maintenance and the construction is, I think, done in a, in a solid form. I find that in Cali, in Bucaramanga. But uh, I think Bogota just unfortunately has a uh, a, fa- a a flaw, a fundamental structural flaw with just the soil. I think it's so so fertile. So it's not very. It used to be a lake. So the soil, you know, moves quite a bit. That's why you see a lot of potholes, a lot of cracks, a lot of uneven uh, streets, which is is really quite dangerous, especially for small vehicles and motorcycles as far as accidents go and once you have an accident then again it causes that congestion so it's all connected but i'm not going to focus on the maintenance and the construction i think that's probably the lowest factor in the congestion problems within latin america nor do i believe that the number of cars and the the massive uh increase in, in cargo vehicles that have been transiting throughout the country and even within the cities uh, as as gro- growth has just been prominent even you know especially before the the pandemic i still think that uh, you can account for that you can make 
I think the, the cities do plan and they see that increase what's happening because they can measure that through their, their toll and the, the information they receive from the toll booths, you know, when cars come through the tolls at, at the beginning of cities. And so I think they're able to, you know, compensate for that and make some, some makes improvements within the city for that, for that provision. But I think the, the major issue in all Latin American cities, and let's just focus on Bogota today. And if you want to talk, if you want to say Medellin or better in Kija, uh, it all has a very similar effect that the taxis, the individual cars, and the buses all gen- generally tend to make the streets their parking lot. And I think that's the, the fatal flaw. I don't think it's the infrastructure, the maintenance number of cars. Um, whatever topic you want to bring up, I think it's, if you look out my window, you can find one car parked on the road that causes that bottleneck. So now a, a two-lane road going southbound now becomes a one-lane road. So I think, and, and this happens all throughout the, the city, uh, all throughout the country, and it's quite frustrating for me to see that. So not only do the, can the buses just stop and drop off drop off or pick up a passenger wherever but you see a lot of taxis just parked waiting to get their new pat new uh, data to go find their new passenger and then a lot of people just um, you know because there's not a whole lot of parking space they tend to just park on the road and I, I do believe um, you know like I said when they designed these cities it was designed for the traffic to flow not to be parking spaces and a street together so if you understand me correctly um, so I think for me, if cars were not allowed to park on the road and they actually enforced it, <laughs> they enforced it and people didn't give bribes or uh, look the other way because I don't know, um, well, this would definitely be one of the best forms to increase the mobility or the traffic flow, the natural traffic flow in any major city within Latin America. So, um, Awesome. So the idea for uh, the coming week is that you're able to at least understand all of the the following points that I made, all of my supporting arguments. What is my principal reason that I believe that the traffic congestion, traffic jams, accident rate, whatever, is so high in the respective Latin cities? What is my principal reason uh, there should be a handful of vocabulary that sh- could be new or you haven't practiced enough and you're just hearing it again. So uh, I hope you bring those uh, words that you find interesting into the class. And then also I want to hear your feedback. What do you believe is causing the traffic jam and the traffic congestion uh, within major Latin American cities? And then you can you can focus on your particular city within Colombia. So whether it's Bogota, whether it's Medellin, Barranquilla, or any other future students, whatever city uh, that you could be located in, um, I want you to, to kind of bring your, your personal opinion and your personal feedback. And I look forward to seeing you in class. I hope you have a great week. Thank you for t- tuning in. And if you're interested in... in uh, participating in either group classes or having classes one-to-one or understanding all the services that I offer, I invite you to visit press 
www.pressenglish.com. That's www.pressenglish.com. And you'll be able to find uh, all kinds of information uh, related to the, Engli- the specialized English services that I offer, not only to individuals, but to companies. And also you can write an email to info at pressenglish.com. Thank you very much and see you in episode three.